uh hi everyone and welcome back to the transfer marketing podcast season 2 uh this is the second episode that we are shooting for and as i think the title mentions below uh it's the application of big data in marketing uh and i think to discuss big data in marketing i have vidya shankar here today with us uh vidya shankar right. is the vp client solutions at crayon data uh how he is going to be basically helping us today is understand a little more about what is big data how is it solving some of the issues and largely and specifically in the field of marketing so welcome vidya shankar uh, glad to have you here and looking forward to our conversation today same here prashant thanks for having me in the show okay so i think we can uh, dive straight in so first is before we get into you know details of big data and how is it actually helping and transforming the industry today i think maybe if we can just start off with just giving a quick gist in terms of what is big data because largely when people think of big data they just feel like you know it's tables and tables or large sheets of data but what happens after that is something that is a little ambiguous today so if you can just help us uh, you know possibly resolve or solve some of those kind of queries so see what is big data by itself uh, it's a often quoted term and sometimes it can mislead you as well right because uh, what is big data can be a very uh, small data in the larger scheme of things so Correct. to give you a perspective uh, take for example 20 years back what would yep. have happened for a marketer is that uh, he would have sent somebody on a survey and the yep. survey would have come back with some 20 customers and if there were 20 questions from those 20 customers effectively we are talking of some 400 data points yeah then that 400 data points are the, then will start uh, ramifications on terms of what can i gather from it and that 4000 mm. it became 4000 mm. and it became 40000 but mm. what was effectively happening was that the survey sample was getting larger and larger because we, thanks to technology we could take yeah. larger and larger samples where this completely got shattered was mm. in the digital era because today what is happening is technically you can sample your entire customer base right which means there is no need for you to sample so yeah. straight away even if you have to collect three data points for all your customers you are mm. now talk if, if you have 3 million customers you are yeah. straight away talking of 9 million data points correct correct which is a lot Now, yeah. imagine the same thing that assuming i give them a screen and in the hmm. screen i put some four or five toffees roaming yeah. around correct and i just ask the customer to click on the toffee that he likes hmm now what happens is straight away which where does he hover his mouse where does hmm. he first want to click where does he hmm. want to click eventually right now there are some eight or 10 questions that i can have yeah. now these eight or 10 questions multiplied by 3 million Hmm. is a 30 million data point uh, table correct and imagine this that all of this is video or all of this is yeah. pictures and it's a series right. of pictures suppose for example i am seeing the picture for 5 minutes and the 5 minutes my eyeballs go to some 20 different places right now this is an amount of data that is quite unimaginable in terms of computation right see we started at 400 true. data points true. True. and now we are talking of a number which we really can't calculate right Correct. It goes into the millions and millions. Correct. So wherever you are not able to calculate the amount of data points that you have, wherever it right. goes beyond a particular point of control, right. is when it becomes really big data. Got it. Got it. And now that has multiple ramifications. Hmm. Uh, 
the industries are uh, humongous in terms of who can use it yeah uh, and uh, the applications are also mind boggling and yeah. if you look at it i don't think you have even scratched the surface of it got it got it and i think very well explained and somewhere i think in between you covered the entire research part right which obviously comes under the realm of marketing uh, but since we are speaking specifically about marketing and collating it with with big data uh, do you find other areas of marketing also coming into play and if so which are some of the larger areas within the field of marketing that actually big data supports today see big data is nothing but see today everywhere where there is some level of intelligence right big correct. data will play a part okay? correct yeah so which means if it, even if you take branding and where do mm. i need to place myself and yeah. how do i need to place myself yeah. and how do i need to be different for different groups of customers it's mm. very simple right like you know, let's take a sim- and I'll, and i'll try to be consciously away from banking which is my core area as much as possible so that yeah. you can apply to a wider wider group of audiences that yeah. take for example harpit black right as in we mm. both are talking right. as in there is a, a, a ticker at the at the right or the left Correct. where there is some room for a google ad yeah so like you know for you and me seeing not for the audience mm. but for you mm. and me seeing a harpit black is better than a normal harpit right mm. so a, a wim black or whatever Correct. is the so now that's what that's what you and me are going to look at so yeah. you take any and every you take targeting you mm. take research you take branding yeah. you take any aspect mm. of marketing where mm. there some level of intelligence that needs to get applied mm. automatically big data comes into play because see what what is big data in a way is that you have millions of experiences based on millions of mm. experiences you form a conclusion yeah and you act based on that conclusion so any such yeah. area where there is this millions of uh, mm. like you know uh, points that you mm. can look at Hmm. before you come to a conclusion and then act on yeah is an area where big data can uh, play a part got it and probably just dwelling a little deeper into that uh, just for yeah. a little more clarity to the audiences as well is that i know you said there are multiple verticals within marketing that big data can actually play a role uh, so it could be some of the ones that you mentioned it could be media it could be you know targeting for example or even personalization which is on a on a all time high at the moment and it's tends to be increasing because personalization is something that people confuse with customization uh, but i think personalization definitely has a definition of itself now just to get this a little clearer and if I, if i can ask you a question is that say for example uh, a brand or a company has a personalization platform uh, that personalizes user experiences when on when they come onto the site uh, now there is obviously a lot of data that is being collected at the back end for each individual customer or then they bucket them into you know types of separate customers so if you can just walk us through what happens with this data how is it collected how is it served and then basically the usefulness of it see okay let me start with the first part of your question which is this personalization and customization right a very yeah. favorite topic of mine yeah see customization in my mind is something where there is segments like you know, a, a male 30 yeah. year old yeah. versus a yeah. female 30 year old correct now personalization is uh, you versus me you like t-shirts i like shirts correct you you like to talk on the backdrop of screens i like to t- talk in the backdrop of books correct from there you can mm. have multiple applications of what it this is intelligence right yeah. so what we have, what i have just shown is pure play intelligence which is 
I know something about Prashant and I know something about Vidya Shankar. I have not really yet acted on it. Now, personalization then takes on the next step of, okay, given that I know this, Hmm. what do I do as a result to Prashant? Correct. Now, there, personalization is not a a simple concept. It has to have the uh, library to act upon across the entire yeah. life cycle of what you are trying to do in marketing. Again, I'll Got take it. a very simple example, right? You and me are talking. Yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. I have to give you a response in a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. To me, I you I understood your question very well. But if you have restricted yeah. me to respond only in a yes or a no, yeah. then, then that is not personalization, right? Yes, Correct. it is customization to a certain extent. Right. But if you allow me to speak for two minutes, I can give you one kind mm-hmm. of an answer. If you allow me to speak for five minutes, I can give you some level of answer. True, true, true. What? So basically, we are talking of vocabulary here, right? So now vocabulary yeah. translates into pictures, translates into marketing assets, translates mm. into your core organization strategy, right. having different levels of custom, uh, differentiation possible. Like right. For example, assuming if I'm going to take, for example, selling a... Uh, um, a piece of uh, uh, fabric on uh, Amazon mm. or Mintra, mm. for example. Mm. Now, I could have 200 brands mm. or I could end up having only two brands. Now, Correct. if I have only two brands, mm. I me investing in a great personalization platform is Doesn't not really going yeah. to help. Yeah. Because, okay, great. I, I got to know exactly what Prashant wants. Mm. But I have only two brands to sell. Correct. What is it about personalization that I'm going to achieve? So, yeah. and the opposite also can happen. I might mm. be having 200 brands, mm. but I've done a, such a shoddy job of collecting about what who Prashant is. Right. That I don't know enough mm. to do something for him. Right. Banks are usually stuck there. Like, for example, if you come to a mm. bank and you want mm. a simple, first of all, do you want a loan or an investment product? And if you want a loan, at what mm. price you want it? What is the tenor you want it? Mm. You would have left a lot of clues around it in yeah. the way you have transacted with the bank for the last five years. True. While the bank True. has the ability to do the customization, they mm. don't have the data to do that. So mm. what they do is they replace the data with a human being. And what does a human mm. being do is talk to Prashant. Mm. And possibly whatever piece of information that the bank needs mm. to give Prashant the right price, the right tenor, the right product yeah. is something which is being done by the human being. So the human being mm. is a, a, a make-do or, a, a, or an in-between Correct. Till a, a big data platform comes and mm. gets the right data about Prashant so that we can give it to him directly. Correct. Correct. So if you look at it from an overall, uh, like, you know, finding the customer and getting the customer's attention perspective, mm. till the last drop of, uh, uh, last stop of uh, the customer taking his wallet out. Right. Till in the entire spectrum, right? Mm. Every point there is mm. data. Yeah. There are decisions that can be made based on data. Got it. And the point is that you should recognize the fact and mm. then provide the right data in the right form at the right time to that particular decision point so mm. that it can happen. I'll give you Got another it. classic yeah. example. Yeah. Assuming I'm 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 browsing a website. Mm. I went I went into, and I'll, and I'll stick to e-commerce because e-commerce is a very common uh, plat- yeah. uh, platform that most of us go to. Correct. I go to a set of shirts, formal mm. shirts. Yeah. And after doing that, I do a sort of lowest to, to largest. 
Right. Which means I'm looking for cheap shirts. Correct. And even the cheap shirts, I look for the first two pages, then I come out. Correct. So technically, what would have happened is that perhaps I'm looking for a shirt at a price point lower than what that site is putting up at that point of time. True. True. When I come back to the main site, hmm. can I make him get to a set of say buttoned t-shirts which could be cheaper hmm. as the front ad for him? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Now, for me to do this, right? Look at what all has to happen. First of all, mm. all the data that I did in terms mm. of the filters and all of that should be available somewhere. Yeah. And based on that, I should have a smart enough engine to take the decision. Correct. But more importantly, that decision cannot be taken tomorrow. Yeah. I can't allow the data to come in. Correct. Peacefully sit and allow that algorithm to run at the end of day. Correct. And push the data back at the end of the day so that the customer will see it tomorrow. No. Yeah. The customer is hitting the back button now. Correct. And I have exactly one and a half seconds mm. to load the next page. Correct. And in that one and a half seconds, I should have done mm. all this. Yeah. And said, you know what? This customer is looking for something cheaper. Push that ad up mm. front. Right. And that ad comes and sits at a front so that when the customer mm. comes there, he says, oh, now that I felt that was costly, why don't you try this? Mm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So this is effectively what would happen with the mm. salesman again, and I'll and I'll mm. keep taking the physical example again and again, right. because all of us are very comfortable with the physical examples, mm. and data is subconsciously working there. A salesman yeah. comes, shows mm. us a couple of shirts. Yeah. He says it's costly. He says, "Why mm. don't you go to that side of the store? Mm. There are these nice acrylic T-shirts or something of that sort. You mm. might find something there." Yeah. What effectively is doing is taking data, mm. running an algorithm in his mind. Right. And pushing a decision out. Got it. Got it. Get it? Yeah. So that's exactly what we intend to do here as well. Okay. Just that our inability to uh, process hmm. all of this digitally and our inability to push it at the right time hmm. uh, was causing peak organizations not to take that step. Hmm. But as computing has become cheaper and cheaper, yeah, has has data. Uh, as data products have become uh, more and more sophisticated, hmm. we are closer and closer to the reality that I'm talking about. Got it. Got it. No, and I think it makes it quite clear. Uh, and basically, I think what you also mentioned is that big data is quite useful when it comes to personalization. Uh, I was, in fact, going to be asking you, you know, how does big data actually help bottom line? But I think through the ecom example, in some places, you definitely cover that aspect as well, because uh, today, let it be marketing team, sales teams. I think branding is one key aspect, uh, but also at the end of the day, if there's an investment made either in a platform or a, or, you know, or a tool or any such thing, there's al always a ROI that is taken into account. And I think possibly the use of big data to decrease your uh, customer acquisition cost, for example, is something that I think you've briefly covered. Uh, maybe the other aspect that also is very important when we look at marketing is that one is acquisition cost. So to get in the customer, but the other aspect is how do we retain those customers? Uh, now, obviously, if you are at a bank or at an e-com or any of the other industries, uh, there's a call, constant uh, interaction that keeps going on with the customer. So either for cross-selling, uh, you know, upselling, renewal again depending on the kind of industry uh, so how does actually big data help with you know uh, the entire 
lifetime value of a customer see this is where uh, i think so far if you look at where big data has really moved the needle right this is the customer acquisition cost correct because cookies third party a lot yeah. of things has happened in this space yeah yeah now customer lifetime value is a slightly different ball game because it's primarily right. first party data correct now that the customer is already in my pocket yeah. doing something with me right what can i do i really don't need to acquire him i have acquired correct. him you've already yeah and next is what do i do to improve his value over a period of time now this is correct. something banks have the were the first to start even before e-commerce yeah. became a became a word mm. Mm. banks are doing this and i'm talking of 20 years back yeah now what effectively they are trying to do is cross sell and mm. upsell when i say upsell it means that you know what deepening the relationship assuming yeah. you come into the bank and mm. you have a, a, a half a million dollars how do i help you get to a million dollars mm. Hmm. If you are a customer in Amazon doing two hundred dollars of purchase in a month, how can I make you hmm. do two thousand dollars of purchase in a month? Right. So if you look at it across uh, the entire spectrum, it has been about deepening the customer relationship, which hmm. means I need to do more for the customer and as well as, well as cross sell. Right. If he is an Airtel uh, telecom customer, can I make hmm. him a, a, a broadband customer? Can I hmm. help him buy Airtel TV? Can he Correct. buy? Yeah. All of this is upsell, uh, any of right? the other products. Yeah. now this is where how do you use your own data hmm. to come up with the right ad or the right push to the customer hmm. and more importantly do it at the right time hmm. becomes extremely relevant right hmm. so like when do i push uh, a broadband to a customer hmm. how do i know when to push broadband to a customer yeah or how do i push when to uh, push a an insurance to a customer take mm. for example two simple things right i'm i'm traveling to uh, the middle east in a couple mm. of weeks and the two things that i would need is i would need a travel insurance right and i would need a a, a telecom package correct that will help me stay connected when i'm there for a week in dubai correct yeah yeah now you have to think of where all has this customer left the clue mm. now that yeah. i can talk to him now mm. and get him to get that particular uh uh upsell done in right. the next few weeks got it yeah so that is something where there is there is the ltv the conversations are going to explode hmm. because custom, they will figure out that the third party data can only help you to a point yeah after that you have to use your own first party data and come up with smarter and smarter strategies yeah i think the masters at this game so far hmm. have been facebook and amazon hmm and uh, slowly i would expect uh, obviously netflix and uh, spotify are uh, always been there mm. but i would expect some of the larger firms in mm. the financial services space yeah. in the e-commerce space also to up their game yeah and play very well in the space so that they can yeah. increase the ltv of the customer yeah so in fact this last point that you mentioned in fact uh, just a thought came to my mind is that and you obviously gave an example of yourself right so say for example if you're traveling to the middle east in the next few weeks and you did mention you need an insurance and you probably need a you know a uh, a sim card or whatever along with it uh, do you think customers are ready for that kind of personalization uh, i mean obviously it depends in terms of how do you reach out to the customers how do you serve them uh, but in terms of say a customer interacting with a certain banking partner 
uh, or any of the industries that is actually going to be putting this ad, uh, for them to see an ad saying that uh, need insurance for an XYZ country, uh, apply now. So, so where do you actually stop the communication? How do you place the communication? And do you think customers are ready for this kind of personalization? See, no, okay. I, I think you're you're touching upon the point of uh, does the customer find it to be intrusive? Correct. Yeah. And when when does the customer feel, oops, this is too much of exactly noise. exactly. See, it's like this. Uh, frankly speaking, I think where customers will find it intrusive yeah is when it, they say that like you know uh it, it starts to hit some of the more private questions that i would want to keep private to myself hmm. which is like you know uh assuming my i'm i'm making it up like you know my uh daughter is uh going to the us hmm. and you, without any clue you come and ask me a question and i'm like why hmm. does this guy know that my daughter is going to the us Correct. So these kind of questions are difficult to uh, pass across to the customer, even if you get yeah. to know as an organization. Yeah. But what you can do is for the more convenient questions, right? Like, hmm. I really want to have a smarter plan hmm. when I want to go to the buy. Correct. Hmm. So imagine it's also about communication and how do you position it with the customer, right? Yeah. It should not be like, hey, I got to know that you're going to Dubai. Why don't you take this plan? <laughs> yeah. It has to be in terms of, you know, if you go with your current package hmm. and you end up spending half a GB of data over five days, hmm. you will end up spending 3,000 rupees on your mobile bill. Hmm. If you pick up the package now, hmm. you will pick it up for 1,000 bucks and end up saving 2,000 bucks. Are you keen to do it? Hmm. The customer will not feel bad about it. Hmm. So sometimes the intrusiveness is not about the data by itself. Hmm. It's about how do you position the data back to the customer? Yeah. So basically big data, I think facilitates the entire thing, uh, but you definitely need to have, uh, you know, your communications creatives uh, to obviously be supporting big data uh, in a subtle way if possible and obviously based on who your target audience is and how you target them uh, and actually that comes to my next question which is uh, as crayon data what do you guys do for customers how do y'all support them uh, what what do clients or your customers need to do what do y'all do uh, so how does that partnership actually work See, if you look at it, what Crayon Data does, we are, see, at the core of it, we are in the realm of personalization. And right. primarily what that means is, uh, in the marketing world, hmm. in the financial services space, hmm. there is crazy amount of noise right. on what is it that the customer wants. Hmm. Now, this can be in terms of uh, your credit card offers. Yeah, It can be in terms of what is the next product that you want. Hmm. It can also be in terms of you have a wallet and the wallet hmm. is crowded with multiple hmm. things. Yeah. In each of these, there hmm. is a set of uh, method by which we can hmm. be a lot more focused to the customer. Got it. The best use case that I can think of among all the use cases that we do hmm. is the one where take whatever card that you currently have in your wallet. Yeah. And can you tell me what are the last four offers that the bank gave you? 
and you'll be like you don't know what i keep getting an sms every hmm. third day i don't know what it means and i keep yeah. ignoring them hmm. so what we try to do is we try to see if from all the 5000 offers that the bank has hmm. what could be those four to six offers hmm. that prashant would want hmm. now here it is a combination of data hmm. and as well as human psychology in the sense that if i don't give you a choice at all Hmm. and they say that you know what this is the brand that or this is the uh, offer that prashant wants hmm. the chances are that you might reject it for being too hmm. interested hmm. or it could i it could also be that i'm playing well wrong hmm. but if i know who you are based on all your interactions and say that out of the 5000 ones that you have hmm. these are the 6 to 8 that prashant will like the most hmm. and instead of a confusing you with 5000 offers can i hmm. ask you to restrict your choice to 4 to 6 hmm and then it also helps you to uh, find what you want faster got it and there have been innumerable research reports to show mm. that when you show four to six mm. the customers tend to choose if you yeah. show them only one they tend to reject correct and if you show them 5000 they tend to get confused mm. so to bring that down and help the mm. banks is the core work that we do yeah and that can expand into other areas as well it can expand mm. into your loans and how do you manage loans mm. if i have to what does it prashant what does it take for prashant to pick up the loan why mm. does he keep going to bank b instead of coming to bank a right how can i do that right again there is some the third thing is the entire cleaning up of spam right what mm. is it that prashant would want to see mm. and how can i communicate it to him in a smarter way mm. rather than keep bombarding him with emails yeah like imagine an email or a email notification coming up to you as you are doing this mm. podcast now yeah you are not going to see it right no and all the intelligence i might have hmm might have been the best thing that you should have seen in your life hmm but guess what i sent it to prashant when he was doing a podcast and he ignored mm. me and yeah. the entire intelligence comes on crashing right correct so, so sometimes it's not just about the intelligence of computing hmm. what prashant wants yeah it is also about the intelligence of how to deliver it at a point at which he wants to see it got it that is also again data right yeah 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 so to do that entire work mm. and help banks hold on to the ownership of customers mm. is something which we are very passionate about to, to take a, a very uh, uh, different outlook to it right yeah. effectively banks are the first to super up right hmm True. Even if you, I don't know whether uh, uh, you were young enough or old enough, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, there used to be a time when uh, uh, the bank uh, statements used to have an entire uh, bunch of offers attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> and you used to have pamphlets and pamphlets. Correct. Most of the catalogs that we talk yeah. of, right? Yeah. The bank catalogs. Yeah. The next ones who said started having catalogs were uh, air aircrafts. Correct. Right? Yeah. Air, airlines were starting starting to have uh, uh, these catalogs. Correct. So if you really look at it, mm. the first two super apps were the banks and the airlines. Correct. But if you look at it now, right? Mm. They are the last ones who seem to be having customer attention span. Mm. The customer attention span has now moved to the Netflixes of the world mm. and the Amazons of the world and the Googles of the world and the Facebooks of the world, right? Yeah. So what we do is to get the attention span back. Hmm. to some of these larger organizations hmm. which might have lost its 
mind space with the customer correct is the core of what we do yeah that sounds good and just you know considering that i come from a banking background and so do you and maybe a few other people also tuning into this podcast i think the first thing that you uh, you know when you mentioned in terms of what rayon data does is that it's definitely exciting it's needed uh, it's something that definitely uh, banks and a lot of other industries can implement uh because customers as at its center at its core uh but the one thing that keeps coming back and especially when it comes to data is and and more specifically in the banking sector is the data that can be shared externally so the entire compliance around data you know what can be shared what can't be shared so just all of these things that you mentioned right which is uh, which offer does a customer react to when is the best time to reach out to that customer and then what happens post that uh, do you all use first party data do you all use third party data is it a combination of that and how difficult is it for say a bank to share that with you see um okay you are asking uh, uh, somebody who has already been uh... converted so i will always say things are always easy but yeah. things are not as easy as it may seem correct see the core of it we believe in first party data right okay? yeah so when i say first party data we will have to be very careful of what we define as first party data right prashant and what he does with the bank that he banks with is first party mm. data correct okay yeah there is no confusion on that correct now where we look at third party data is that mm. prashant went to starbucks today right and he swiped this card hmm when i look at his transaction hmm i get to i get to see starbucks correct now technically a machine doesn't know what is starbucks yeah i need to tell the machine that you know what starbucks is a coffee joint correct starbucks is in multiple places typically in metros in india correct it is not there in in the tier 2 cities this hmm. is what it means yeah. point a point b point c so like hmm. i build and a, a, a a web of tags hmm around every merchant or touch point that you have touched hmm the reason why i do that is because if i know where you have been to and what yeah. it tell i can then build some intelligence on who you are hmm so what we do is we build third party data on where you have been to hmm we don't build third party data on you personally number got one. it got it number two for banks to work with us we don't hmm. ask for their pia data hmm we ask for only a mask number of prashant as 3361 for example hmm hmm okay and on 3361 okay. based on the transaction they hmm. build all the intelligence hmm and say that for 3361 why don't you give these four offers hmm. and they push it back hmm i don't know who prashant is hmm in most cases we sometimes take demographics of customers but we don't even use demographics hmm. to us transactions are the best communicator of who you are as a customer hmm any kind of demographics being used beyond the point hmm. is in my opinion typecasting right yeah okay like for example who is to say that i don't like pick hmm you can't say that i'm a 35 to 40 year old male hmm which means that he will not like pink hmm let's make this blue who is to say that yeah what if all the five things that i bought so far in my in, my, in the last five days are all pink hmm so to an next so we we strongly believe in that philosophy Hmm. and that is why we we are against customization yeah and we feel that customers deserve personalization hmm and when they and that's what we want to provide today got it 
got it yeah i think i think that answers uh, most of the doubts and queries uh one final question i think before we end today's podcast is the entire operational aspect of things uh, as a marketer and obviously as marketers who listen in as well the biggest concern i think after we resolve some of these issues that we discussed is operationally for any marketing effort how do they possibly onboard crayon data what is the support that they need uh, for these kind of things you tend to say you're in a banking infrastructure for example since we've been speaking about that do you need to reach out to data teams do you need to reach out to tech teams and because of all of these multiple teams coming on board obviously your life cycle of onboarding say you guys becomes substantially longer so generally just for you know some more clarity from an operational side uh, how do you all typically work uh, is there a lot of you know different interactions with different multiple teams required uh, yeah so that's that's something that i think is is interesting that's a, that's a very that's a very good question uh, first of all uh, i would say that we work with not just banks yeah but primarily in the financial services space that could be fintech yeah. insurance yeah. companies all yeah. of them yeah but effectively who would you need on the table hmm. assuming the marketing person has bought in the vision correct and wants to do it right from an operational perspective hmm. he needs to get primarily his tech person to hmm. come to the table hmm. to just make sure that the end point connections are done on what i would call apis right so i would need some two or three basic apis to feed hmm. data into my model right and you might need to take two or three apis from my output and fit it hmm. into say your mobile app or your sms engine hmm apart from the fact that like you know we ourselves could do white label web interface and stuff like this so which hmm. means there is no tech involvement there hmm so there will be some level of tech involvement hmm just to make sure that the apis are rightly configured got it now this api configurability can hmm. take two weeks hmm to or can take two months hmm that depends upon the sophistication and complexity that they are handling on their side got it so what we do in that those cases is we have also over a period of time figured out that like many large organizations that yeah. we need to put one person on the other side hmm and help them go understand their environment hmm and help the pipes and take and do the connections for us okay okay yeah i i think this uh at least from my side uh resolves a lot of queries that i had about big data uh i know that possibly people who are listening in might have a few more queries as well and i'm just going out on the limb and saying that possibly vidya shankar is available on linkedin uh and in case yes. if people do have queries people do want to partner with you guys i think they can definitely reach out to you as well i think this session has been uh quite interesting uh and educative for me as well uh and i hope for the listeners uh too so thank you vidya shankar uh for coming on board and sharing a lot about big data and specifically uh its integration with marketing uh and i hope you guys like the episode in case if there is anything any queries any doubts that you have you can either reach out to me or vidya shankar on linkedin uh and finally thank you Vidya Shankar for coming on board. Uh, hey, thanks, Prashant. Really yeah, uh, I really loved our conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you.
बाय बाय